Are you working? What kind of work do you do? Welcome, 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 Third and Forever fans, to another episode of Third and Forever with Tyler Haskins. It's your host with the most, Tyler Haskins, coming to you on a Monday morning. Hey, man, we had some really good basketball over the weekend. And we also had a really big addition to my Baltimore Ravens. And that's what I'm going to talk about first. We'll put basketball on the back burner. But um, let's dive right into this thing, man. Odell Beckham. OBJ. One-handed, OBJ, is officially a Baltimore Raven. How about that? And the crazy thing about it was, like, this was something that like, we, we knew was a possibility. You know, Odell had considered going to the Ravens, uh, going to the Jets to be part of, you know, Aaron Rodgers' new new parade with all the receivers and weapons that they've got there. You know, Odell was trying to return. He had had visits with the Cowboys last last season. Uh, he'd even considered a return to the Giants, and a lot of it, you know, was put on on hold because maybe wasn't passing his physical, or teams just weren't confident in his health. Because you know he's coming off that torn ACL he suffered in the Rams Super Bowl win a couple years back. But no one really knew like where Odell was going to go, and then so many reports came out about the money that Odell was wanting, and these guys were saying he wanted this, and Odell was saying, "No, I never said that." You know, it was like, well, who's going to pay him that much money? Well, especially, you know, coming off ACL. Well, the Baltimore Ravens have gotten a deal done with OBJ. It's worth one year, uh, $18 million, with $15 million guaranteed. And like I said, it came as such a surprise yesterday on Easter Sunday, for those who, who celebrate. We, have, we were getting ready to sit down for Easter dinner. I mean, it was just around dinner time. I want to say it was around... Four or five o'clock central time. And this thing came out. Actually, I found out about it because my good buddy Jack McKessie from the Draft Network texted me Odell. Like like in all caps or like exclamation point or something. And I'm like, ain't no way. I, I'm sitting, I'm on the sticks. I'm playing, I'm playing the game. And all of a sudden, I'm like, ain't no way. As soon as I as soon as I see the text, I go to Twitter, I drop the controller, go to Twitter, and go to Ian Rappaport, and it's official. Man, I can't tell you how excited I am because we we all got to be thinking the same thing here, man. Ain't no way Odell Beckham is signing a deal to go to Baltimore, which, mind you, I thought was going to be a problem for him because I didn't think it'd be a big enough market. I mean, he's a superstar. I figured he'd want to be, you know, going back to a New York team maybe or somewhere in Dallas, uh, maybe even one of the L.A. teams. But – Odell is is Baltimore Raven, and there's no reason why he would go there unless he knew that he had a legitimate quarterback, a legitimate superstar, MVP quarterback. And that's what we all think right off the bat is that, all right, Odell's going to Baltimore, so the Ravens are keeping Lamar. They have to. Odell wouldn't sign with Baltimore if he didn't know that he had a quarterback like Lamar thrown to him. Odell being signed to Baltimore should be enough incentive for Lamar to be able to stay in Baltimore now that he's got the best weapon he's ever had. I mean, I think it, it kind of it's like it writes itself, right? I wouldn't get too ahead of it. I really wouldn't get too ahead of ourselves here. Here's the reason why. 
I like to look at things from both perspectives, right? Instant knee-jerk reaction is, all right, Odell Beckham's a Raven. Lamar Jackson stand. I have said fairly recently that Lamar Jackson will never play another snap for the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know what Lamar is going to do. Only Lamar knows what he's going to do. The way the chips are falling right now, a lot of teams have not been interested in Lamar Jackson. And because of that, his opportunities have been real slim where it looks like he may have to stay put where where he already is. Now, Lamar Jackson has been franchise tag, and I said it last week. There's no way in hell this man is playing for $32 million knowing that someone like Daniel Jones is making $40 million this year. So that would tell me that, all right, they got to get a deal done then. Again, they've got to, I believe it's July 17th, July 10th or July 17th, one of those dates to get that deal done. Or for Lamar to sign an offer sheet with another team. But I wouldn't be so sure that just because, you know, Odell is is now a Baltimore Raven that Lamar is going to be one too. Now, now Lamar, he posted afterwards, as soon as the news came out, he posted uh, on a, from his Instagram, it was a screenshot of him and Odell on FaceTime. The writing seems to be there. But for me, look, here's the thing. I've already been disappointed through this entire situation. I think for me, I'm trying to protect myself to, to keep it a buck with you. I'm not trying to get my hopes up. Because you would think, I mean, Odell's not going to just go to Baltimore and catch passes from Tyler Huntley or maybe Teddy Bridgewater or some quarterback he doesn't even know yet, who's not even on the roster yet. You know, he, he'd have to be going there. Knowing who his who's going to be throwing passes to, who's he who's he catching passes from? All right, receiver is a dependent position, man. They don't they don't make everything go without someone getting the ball in their hands first. And there's a lot of trust that goes in between a quarterback and a receiver. If it feels like this is this is really happening and everything's going to be set in place, but the thing about it is. How do the Ravens get the deal done, though? I think that's the biggest thing that is really getting in the way for me. How did these guys get the deal done? Because you got to count. The Ravens, for what they've done in this offseason so far, the only addition they really had was Nelson Aguilar. He's a free agent receiver. Did some time with Philadelphia. Did some time with uh, New England. Vegas as well. But Nelson Aguilar was the only move that they made this year. And I want to say it was like a one-year I, – I can't even tell you. I really couldn't even tell you. Maybe even 6 to $8 million, if that. But that's the only move they made this offseason. You know, you, you got you to gotta figure something out, but it's tough for them because they got some limited salary cap space this year. That's the bottom line. So you bring in Odell for one year. All right. Odell Beckham, one-year deal, $15 million guaranteed. Lamar Jackson still has the biggest cap hit for 2023 on that team, as of right now, because of the $32 million. Right? According to SpotTrack.com, the Baltimore Ravens salary cap situation in terms of space left right now is about 
3.98 million. All right, so right around 4 million left. And there's so many things that go in where you have to talk about dead cap and maybe there's more contracts that can be restructured. Um, you know, these guys, they still got holes to fill. And the thing about the Odell move is you can go and get Odell, but the deal's only one year. That doesn't that doesn't satisfy the wide receiver need long term. It just doesn't. So you still, with that 22nd overall pick in the first round, you still should be going to get another receiver. Okay. Nelson Aguilar and Odell Beckham to add on to, you know, Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman, you know, health pending. Yeah, that'd be great, but you're going to need more of a long-term option. And why not? I mean, you go and get this guy the 22nd pick. And you're having a, a cheaper option at receiver long-term until you have to pay this guy again. Could be a Zay Flowers. Could be a, a Quentin Johnston. Who knows? But they've got to make some type of move. But the thing about it is, is this cap situation. And I know that the Ravens, they love the draft picks. They really do. And they don't have that many this year. So they're really going to have to make these count. They still got to need a corner. They haven't even made a decision on Marcus Peters, who's a free agent. They don't know if they're bringing him back. To be honest, I don't really want him back anymore. In my opinion, he's become more of a liability than anything. But they got some needs to fill. They've got holes. This Odell move is so interesting because is it enough to get Lamar Jackson to be on the field this year for the Ravens, let alone show up to to minicamp, OTAs, training camp, whatever it is? Will he even show up because of this? Because let's not forget, the Ravens have a new offensive coordinator. Just got Todd Munkin, the, the OC or former OC at the University of Georgia. You cannot, as a quarterback, just come in right before week one and be good to go with a new offense. You can't. It don't work like that. Now, if you're a running back or running backs like you had Le'Veon Bell do this years ago with the Pittsburgh Steelers, where he, he held out pretty much the whole year. I think he came back for maybe one game, but he held out pretty much the whole year and didn't play because of the contract situation. But if Bell had showed up right before the – the season started right before week one, he would have been just fine. Why? Because it doesn't take entire training camp or entire offseason for a running back to learn the offense. But a quarterback, oh, yeah. Oh, you need to be in there working, man. You need to be working with the OC and the head coach and getting time and chemistry with your receivers. we seen this last year with the Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers don't ever want to show up to anything in the offseason because he's too busy hanging out in Cali with his rich friends and doing God knows what's taking – these type of drugs and this type of retreat, whatever it is. And we saw that there was a lack of chemistry between him and Green Bay's receivers last year. You know, that time is important. And for for someone like Lamar, who is he's still trying to play, man. He is trying to play this year. But he's got to have that time and that chemistry, and especially with someone like Odell. Okay, Odell's coming off a torn ACL, man. He's going to need all the reps he can get to get himself ready to go. And get back into it. He's been working. He's been posting videos. He seems to look fine. But we actually need to get him paired with, with the quarterback that he's planning to catch passes from this year. I don't even know. I really don't know. 
Because only only Lamar knows what Lamar is going to do. That's just the bottom line. I just don't know with the cap situation, everything, how you pay him what he wants. It, uh, it, there's been so many conflicting reports. Oh, he wants a guaranteed deal. No, he doesn't want a fully guaranteed deal. He never asked for that. No one knows. They really don't. And honestly, I'm kind of getting tired of hearing everyone talk about it on TV, especially because they don't be saying nothing new. We be hearing the same things every time we talk about it. This has been the first new big update in a long time is the Odell deal. That's about it. I don't know what's going to go on. The other thing is, what is Odell going to be like? You know, again, like I said, he's been looking good. You know, videos and everything he's been posting. He seems to recover well from the ACL surgery. But who who is Odell going to be? This will be year. Odell might be coming up on year 10. Well, I know he missed his past year. So maybe eight, eight, nine, 10, somewhere in that range. I think he's at, at, at this point. You know, what is Odell's speed like? How how are his wheels? He's definitely not the Odell we we once knew. You know, I I don't think this is like the Ravens signing Deshaun Jackson last year. That's not what this is. No, Odell's still in in very good shape and can do Odell things. But you still, you got to question that as well. Look, I'm looking for holes to poke in this thing, all right? I'm not sitting here... Just committing to this and saying, okay, Lamar's definitely back and the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl. No, I'm not saying that. No, not at all. Because there's a lot of things that have to happen. I think the next step in all of this, this was a surprising move to me because I really didn't think the Ravens would make any type of move before the draft. I really didn't. They can't afford to make any trades because they don't have any draft capital and picks to be able to move around and send to another team. So I knew that wasn't happening. But in terms of signing a free agent, they hadn't done much in free agency, period. And, you know, the deals that they didn't make, or deal, I should say, because the only one was Nelson Aguilar. It's not like that was that much anyway. You know, restructured some some contracts, re-signed some guys. But these guys didn't have much going on, and I really didn't think a move like this would happen before the draft coming up here in a few weeks now. But you look at the draft. I mean, they got five picks, and knowing Eric DaCosta and just their front office in general, they're going to want more picks. And I'm, I'm thinking – they're going to find a way to make a trade and get some more picks somehow. It would be really interesting to see if they do anything regarding the quarterback because DaCosta said last last week in his pre-draft press conference with uh, head coach John Harbaugh that there's there's I think he said four guys in like the top 31 that you know can be good starters in this league. And those those four guys are probably the four quarterbacks I named in Friday's episode with Stroud Young, Richardson, and Levis. And he he said, we just have to see what the board looks like. This is the bottom line. Now, I think we all know, DaCosta knows, the entire Ravens flock fan base knows, we need a receiver. We do. And that should be the number one priority still, even after signing Odell. But I'm still, there's, there's still so many questions with this situation, man. And at the end of the day, I don't think Lamar knows what he's going to do yet. As of right now, I think that Odell looks nice. But without a long-term deal, he's not playing for Baltimore this year. I do not expect him to play for $32 million, even with Odell Beckham, 
2023. It will not happen. Eric DaCosta and the Baltimore Ravens front office, if you want this man to start week one of 2023, y'all need to get that damn deal done. Get it done before the July deadline. And let's go get a Super Bowl. (laughs) It's the bottom line. Let's go get a championship. But I've had enough of this. This Lamar stuff is honestly making me sick. Because I was I was so happy yesterday, and the more I thought about it, I slept on it. I was like, you know what? I don't even know if this is gonna, gonna really come true like that. Because the man may not even stay. So who, who knows? Who knows? But anyway, let's transition to the NBA now playoffs. Because the regular season is finally finished, and the playoffs are getting ready to get underway here soon. Not really. I mean, I wouldn't say wild. Well, in some places, definitely a wild last day of the regular season yesterday. You know, we saw the Lakers go and and beat the Utah Jazz. LeBron having a, a great performance, playing really well in his last regular season game. Talking that talk, reminding us who the king is. The Lakers caught himself a dub. The Warriors... I want to say they, they set an NBA record by scoring like 50-plus points in the first quarter alone. They, they beat the brakes off the Trailblazers, which really don't matter. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Trailblazers are tanking at this point anyway. But they solidified themselves. And the Clippers, who were playing the Phoenix Suns, who I believe rested KD, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, like most of their starters, they almost lost that game. Most of that game, they were down. And then in the fourth quarter, they brought it back, and they were able to get a win. Obviously, Clippers winning their end in that five seed. Golden State took care of business. Lakers took care of business. Everything kind of stayed where it was, right? So Phoenix already has the four seed. Clippers solidified themselves in the five. Golden State gets the six. And the Lakers are the top playing seed at number seven, right? Then there's Minnesota. Timberwolves, they solidify themselves at eight with a win yesterday over the Pelicans which dropped the Pelicans down to nine to be in the nine, 10 match against the Thunder. And one thing that, that kind of stood out to me with this, this Timberwolves game, uh, the Timberwolves got key players who may not be present for this playing game. Now keep in mind today, today is Monday. This playing game for the Timberwolves against the Lakers is the seven versus the eight seed is tomorrow night, Tuesday. Okay. But yesterday, on Sunday, these guys have got their tempers flaring and making themselves unavailable to their team when it matters. Okay, you got star, star center Rudy Gobert punching his teammate, Kyle Anderson, on the sideline. You've got forward Jaden McDaniels fracturing his right hand now out for the rest of the season because he punched the wall. It's like, what are y'all, what are y'all doing? Control your temper. Control your emotions. This is clearly not the time for this. These guys are getting ready to go into a playing game against, I'd say, the red-hot Lakers. I'd definitely say red-hot. Because in terms of what their season has been, the first half of it, and and now, they're red-hot. And you know, especially in terms of health for guys like LeBron and Anthony Davis, they're trying to go and take this dub tomorrow night. So they can get some rest before they have to go and play the Memphis Grizzlies. If, if they were to win and secure that seventh seed. 
They don't want to have to lose and then play again. I believe it would be Thursday night against the winner of the the 9-10 game between the Thunder and the Pelicans. I'm sorry, that game would be Friday for the eighth seed. But you look at this playoff field, and I'm, I'm so concerned about the West. The, the East, we really ain't got to talk much about the East. The East has been set for a while now. We know who the top teams are in that. But the West is still such a mystery, man. It's a mystery because we really just don't know. We, we kind of missed out on the first round Warrior-Suns matchup because, you know, the Clippers ended up solidifying that five seed and the Warriors were six. Now the Warriors get the Kings in the first round who will go on the road for the first two games in Sacramento. And now the Suns will get the Clippers. Now, I'm looking at this field, and I really, I still just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, I look at some of these playing games, and I feel like the Lakers got themselves a good shot to be able to take care of the Timberwolves tomorrow night and secure seven. I could see them getting seven. I could see the Pelicans taking care of the Thunder on Wednesday night and getting the eight, and getting the um, the chance to play for the eighth seed. And then it would come down to the Pelicans and the Timberwolves again, rematch of Sunday's matchup on Friday for the AC. If that were to happen, I'd probably see the Timberwolves taking care of business. But that also depends on the state of some of their players. Okay. Obviously, Jay McDaniels is not going to be available. Will Rudy Gobert, excuse me, Rudy Gobert be available? Because he is now talking about being suspended. He now may be suspended by the team. He got sent home yesterday because of his BS. And the team is in, I'd say, a bit of a, a fortunate spot being in that 7-8 that playing game tomorrow night because now if they lose, they still got another chance to secure the 8 in that matchup Friday against the winner of New Orleans and OKC. I wouldn't put it past these guys. To absolutely blow the doors off and just lose this opportunity. I really wouldn't. However, I say they, they find a way, they sneak in, they get that AC. So now we're looking at this. If that scenario would have happened, Lakers beat the Timberwolves tomorrow night. Okay, C loses to the Pelicans. Pelicans play the Timberwolves, and Timberwolves win on Friday to get the AC. We're looking at Denver, Minnesota, Memphis versus the Lakers, Sacramento versus Golden State, and Phoenix versus. The Clippers in the first round. Now, look, I, I honestly, I don't know how these West playoffs are going to go. I really don't. Because so many of these, these matchups, it's just. It could go either way. It really could. You know, you know, I've been high on the Kings. I really have. And the Warriors' road struggles really helped that case, especially open up the first two games on the road. But I, I worry a little bit about that inexperience with the Kings. I really do. They ain't been to the playoffs since 06, 07. It's crazy. And this is a young group. They are a young team. But think about it, though. That makes them all that more dangerous because they have nothing to lose. They have everything to gain because they're playing the defending champion in the first round. Who are a lower seed than them. They should be going to blow the doze off Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and company, man. 
I would love to see it myself. Because I don't like damn warriors. What if we're being real here? I want to see the Kings do it. I really do. But I think the Warriors will probably take that series. If they win that, they get the winner of Memphis and the Lakers. Now, we haven't seen LeBron in the playoffs in a couple years now. Okay? But the King can still do it, man. It's, he's still LeBron at the end of the day. And, and year 20, he's looking dangerous as ever, let me tell you. Even not being 100% right now. A Memphis, L.A. series, I really don't know. That's why I'm saying these are tough. I mean, I go and look at the Phoenix and the, and the Clippers series. I think Phoenix will probably take that one. And I think a lot of that has to do with Paul George's injury for, for the Clippers. Because I don't think he'll be available at all. Because there, there's really no timetable for his return at this point. I think Phoenix can get that. And then Denver, I, I would see playing the Timberwolves as the 1-8. They should win that series. But then Denver's going to play Phoenix. Is Denver going to win that? <laughs> Honestly, I'm saying no. And I understand the Jokic hype. I really do. I get it. But there's a lot more strength on that Suns team. You got a lot more weapons and options to stop. I really think we could find ourselves with a Suns-Warriors Western Conference Finals. I really do. And that would be huge, huge to see KD go against his former team. I'm really excited to see it because you know how high I've been on, on the Bucks in the East. And again, as a Cavs fan, I think the Cavs can, can do some damage this year. I really do. That they, they can find themselves, and I think they have the number one defense and the number seven offense. Like that's that's a really good resume for a championship team. You can win a championship with that. I just don't know if they're ready. I think they got to take one more step. This is the first year with D. Mitch, and you know those young guys, Mobley, Garland, you know all those guys getting getting older, more experienced year after year. I feel like they need maybe one more year. You know, I, I think the Celtics are frauds because, like I said last week, they'll mess around and shoot themselves out of a game single-handedly by themselves. But I really think we could be looking at, and the way Giannis has been playing, we could be looking at Bucks warriors or Bucks suns rematch from a couple years ago. And if that happens, here, here's what I, I think will happen with either one of those matchups. Bucks Warriors could go either way. It really could. Because I don't know who is stopping Giannis and Antetokounmpo on the Golden State Warriors team. I really don't. There'd be a shoot-off on one side, and it will depend on some of the pieces around, around Giannis. You know, will guys like Middleton, Holiday be healthy and all that? But... That one could go either way. It really could. The Suns, however, if we get a Suns-Bucks rematch, I really think we could be seeing the first ever NBA title in Phoenix this year. I really do. Because 
the Suns team this year is not the same Suns team that the Bucks faced a couple of years ago. Obviously, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of pieces that aren't there anymore. But you got your same core of, of Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton. But you go and you add easy money sniper Kevin Durant into that lineup. I think the Bucks would be in trouble. It really depends. I don't know. We don't, we don't keep following the playoffs throughout and checking in with the playing and everything, how that goes later on this week. And then following these series throughout the next couple months. But, man, this is going to be an exciting, exciting playoff for this season, man. I really – I can feel it. The East, they're going to come with it. But the West, the West is going to be even better just because of so much unknown. And I'm really excited for this one. But this has been another episode of Third and Forever with Tyler Haskins. I'm your host with the most, as always. Tyler Haskins. Check us out, man, on Twitter, on TikTok, on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Listen to us anywhere, man. We're everywhere. All the platforms in the world. Rate and review the show. Interact with the show as well. Every show comes with a, a question at the end, uh, especially on Spotify to ask, you know, hey, what'd you think of the show? Just drop some comments, you know, talk to us about what you think could be better, how you felt about the show, what you think about the topics, comment on our YouTube videos. You know, comment on the TikTok videos. We've got a lot of TikTok content going up two times a week. We've got the Twitter content. Interact with that as well. You can follow me on Twitter at T underscore Hask, H-A-S-K 21. Or on TikTok at Third and Forever T Haskins. And uh, we will catch up with you guys later on this week. And continue to keep on tuning in to Third and Forever with Tyler Haskins. Y'all take it easy. This has been Third and Forever, starring Tyler Haskins.